All right, we're talking vodka today with Tom Ellington of Cirrus Vodka here in Richmond, Virginia. What's going on, Tom? Not much. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. How's uh, how's business during during the pandemic world? Business has been great. We we haven't really slowed down at all. Uh, actually, right before you pulled up, I just was bottling. We've been bottling since 6 a.m. and that's been our weekly schedule. We've <clears throat> we've been busy bottling, trying to keep up with demand. And unfortunately, we have lost a lot of our restaurant. Uh, business, a lot of our restaurant partners, um, not permanently, but you know they're just not buying as much. But mm-hmm. ABC retail volume is up. We've launched a delivery business that's been very successful, and that's that was a novel concept when we were first allowed to do that. But it's been great, and we've been running with that. And um, recently, our patio has been open for um, cocktails and, and tastings, and that's been really really fun as well. We've seen a great turnout. Now, you had some uh, big life changes, I guess, about a year ago. You got married, right? <laughs> I did. I got married in Charlottesville and um, just got got my honeymoon in in the nick of time before Corona in uh, into January. What's your wife's name? Jane. Jane, okay. And how old are you? I just turned 30. Just turned 30. Owns his own uh, <laughs> distillery, I guess is the official word for a vodka Well, yeah, I'm, I'm the operating member and a small owner, but I, I do a lot of the day-to-day sales and marketing and... Um, it's been really fun. I was before before this. I was working for Coca Cola, so I got my first taste of the beverage business. And uh, working in alcohol is a little more fun. Yeah. <laughs> when did you get interested in alcohol? High school, college? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Probably in high school. Um, yeah. But you know, my dad is a big tequila fan, and so his passion and love for tequila really kind of rubbed off on me in college and after college. He has a big collection in his basement and so that kind of got me really interested in the alcohol side of things but I, I just love branding and entrepreneurship and so this role with Sears has been the perfect blend for me to take a, a really good product and try and grow the brand locally and it's a highly competitive market but we are um, we're making some moves in, in Richmond and throughout the state which is really exciting and we're in the Scott's Edition area of Richmond Virginia which is kind of uh uh, an urban area, um, an up-and-coming area. A lot of millennials moving in this area. Um, a lot of businesses and restaurants and bars yeah. uh, flourishing down here. And up until the pandemic struck, I guess, that kind of slowed things down a little bit. But it'll bounce back. Yeah, it'll bounce back. It's We have some great neighbors. We're actually in the same warehouse as Mainline Brewery, their new brewery. And right down the street from uh, Reservoir and Virago to really cool spirits, uh, local spirits companies and Busky Cider and we got great restaurants in the area, ZZQ, and, um, you know, it's just a really fun place to to be and to to be growing a brand. Yeah, Richmond and uh, Virginia as a whole has changed a lot in the last, I guess, 10, 10 or so years. When did they change the laws where all these breweries started popping up everywhere and the wineries? I mean, we've got wineries up to the north in yep. Charlottesville, and then Richmond's like the brewery capital of of Virginia now. How, I think, yeah, how did I think that play per, out? Per capita, Richmond has the most breweries of anywhere in the U.S. And wow, um, they're content. A lot of them are concentrated in you know ten mile radius of Scotts Edition. I don't know exactly if there were specific laws that affected that, but I think it was just the craze of of craft beer. I mean, mm-hmm. for so long, beer was controlled by you know the big conglomerates, and there was just a big craft beer boom that is led people down the road of starting their own breweries and, and doing different things and it's kind of just built on top of on top of just a phenomenon 
you gave us a, a tour of the, the warehouse and, and where you're distilling the vodka right now, and there are actually people back there bottling it. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a pretty small operation, but still big. Yeah. Um, you guys have a huge um, room full of those tanks back there. How much does that stuff hold? I mean, they're probably so, 30 feet tall or so, aren't they? Yeah, so we're, we're not using um, all of those fermentation tanks. We built the distillery back in into 2014 uh, with the you know before I was around the inv- the original investors that that built the um, that built the distillery with the idea to grow and scale and um, we're taking our time trying not to grow too fast and um, you know we're getting our potatoes locally from from the eastern shore of Virginia and Pennsylvania and upstate New York we get number two russet potatoes they're dehydrated uh, which is one easier because they you know their shelf life is longer but also they're easier to distill now these aren't five pound bags of potatoes no, he's got th- these are he's got pallets <laughs> of potatoes back there lots they're, of potatoes who has to peel those mothers uh someone at the at the farms they have big, <laughs> they have big machines actually that do it okay <laughs> so, so uh, is common, that the main ingredient in vodka is just potatoes and water common misconception most vodkas originally vodka was made from potatoes um it's a Polish spirit, the Russian merchants. People think, you know, of Russians starting vodka, but, you know, it was, Pol- it was a Polish spirit that Russian merchants stole and um, kind of made their own. Mm-hmm. But as vodka spread to the to countries like the U.S., um, you know, distillers tried to figure out way, cheaper ways to make it. And so most of the vodkas in the U.S. are either made from corn or, or wheat or okay. rye. If you look at the big vodka brands out there, Tito's obviously um, is the number one brand right now in the U.S. They are made from corn. Uh, Kettle One is a rye vodka. Grey Goose is a wheat vodka. Um, and you can. The other top ones are some of the lower end ones, like Aristocrat. And um, so, with all these base ingredients, what makes it become vodka? What gives it that distinction? So it's a vodka by definition is a colorless, odorless spirit. Um, you know, some of the bad vodkas aren't necessarily odorless. They smell like rocket fuel, but, <laughs> um, so our vodka is 80 proof. We, we triple distill it. Um, and then we have a custom eight step filtration process. We put it through. So it comes out of our still at 190, like just that'll kill you. really flammable, flammable. So we, we cut it, um, and mix it with, um, we actually use Richmond City water, and, and a lot of the reason there's so many breweries in this area is because the water is really good for for distilling and brewing. And um, we take it an extra step. We filter it. We have an eight step filtration process where we filter the ethanol, our eighty proof ethanol, five times, and then the water that we mix it with. Because when a vodka bottle, when a Sears bottle is sealed and bottled, it's forty percent alcohol, sixty mm-hmm. percent water. So a lot of the flavors imparted like on the tongue and that you can taste are from the water. Yeah. And so it's really important to use high quality water and we filter our water five times through charcoal and particulate filters. I so wanted to quote the water boy there. <laughs> yeah. High quality water, H2O. Yeah, yeah, we need him back in the distillery. I mean, that was one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. I saw it in theaters eight times. <laughs> <laughs> well, just to give you a visual picture of this place, um, when you walk into the warehouse, of course, you see the, the huge... Uh, crates of potatoes. Um, those things probably weigh, what, a 1,000 pounds a piece? Yep. Um, so he's got probably four or five of those ready to go into the... Uh, what's the first step? 
the first step is we take them in a, um, or we put them in a forklift and dump them into a, what we call a processor. It's just a giant pot, basically. We get the potatoes, we dump the potatoes in there, add water. and Are they whole at that point? They're, no, they're dehydrated and almost like a, think like a flour. Okay. A little bit chalkier than a flour, but we so add make, water. you make potato soup, basically. Yeah, we make potato soup. Okay. We've all done that. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I got the first step. All right, what's next? And then we um, <laughs> get it close to boiling, we move it over to the fermentation tank, add some um, some yeast, some proprietary yeast that we've been using since the beginning, and it's in there for three to four days until we pump it through the wall to the distillation side. So that, that moves you to the other side of the warehouse where we have a massive column distillation system. It's not a typical pot still. Yeah, these like, pipes are what? 20 inches across or Yeah, so? 20 inches around that. I think yeah. 22. Big exactly. pipes, big tanks. Think big. And um, basically it's a heating and cooling process. We heat the bottom, cool the top, and the ethanol rises throughout the columns. The first two work together to remove water. The second two work together to remove bad alcohols like isopropanol. And then the last column rem- removes methanol. So if you've heard of moonshiners making moonshine in their tubs, you don't want methanol. It can make you go blind. And part of the reason, good. the part of the reason Sears is so good is we actually combine science and and distilling. We have a chemical engineer who makes it, and we're testing every batch in house, so we know exactly what's in it. We obsessively track levels of isopropanol and methanol, and and instead of just sipping the vodka when it's done, we actually test it. Um, Has anything ever blown up? Nothing's ever blown up, but we have had some batches that we. You know, aren't up to our standard, and we put them back and yeah. distill it again, or you know, mess with. Do you it. have an official taster, somebody that? You yeah, know? I taste every batch. This morning, I tasted at five forty-five a.m. Oh, what a job! I Roll tried. out of bed, start drinking vodka. I tried. Ready to, for the day. Yeah, I've told our distiller to get our batches ready the night before. So, are you hammered right now? No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> He's drinking a, a sparkling water right now, so I guess he's trying to water it down. I've got a long day ahead of me. Mm. We'll talk about the name of the company. I think Cirrus, I'm kind of a weather uh, nerd, so it's obviously a cloud that's very high in the atmosphere. Does that have yep. anything to do with the uh, the name or how the product's made or just you know random name? How did it I come? think the so the name was came about before I was involved in the business, and you're exactly right. It's a high-altitude cloud. Um Supposedly, serious clouds come out when you know are they're a sign of really good weather. Vodka is a fair weather spirit. You want to drink it when you're at the beach, out in the sun. Um, five forty-five in the morning. Yeah, five forty-five in the morning. Um, so I think it's just serious clouds kind of embody clear skies, sunny day, and mm-hmm. makes you want to have a nice cold vodka drink. Speaking gotcha. of which. Um, our tasting room, we've got four really good signature cocktails, cherry limeade. We're doing everything from scratch, so we're infusing our, our base potato vodka with real dark cherries. Um, that's one of our cocktails and making a cherry limeade. We're doing an orange mango crush, infusing the vodka with uh, dried mango. Doing a jalapeno mule, so we're roasting pineapple and infusing the vodka and then making a, a mule with... Uh, so it's like a spicy meal. And then we're doing a lavender lemonade. So you can come down, get really good cocktails. We can show you how to make them at home. You guys are generally open on the weekends, I guess? Thursday through Sunday. Okay. 
you can come down here and have a great outdoor area where you can check out live music and inside the tasting room here just put in a nice garage door when the weather's nice you can uh, open that up and have a good time down here for sure yeah well how's marriage life (laughs) it's great my wife would probably say that I work too much but she um when you're a business owner you have to pretty much she is very supportive um you know is always trying to help me get serious into new restaurants and bars and giving me advice on she used to work in digital marketing so she's got a good hold on that side of the business and um she works part-time in marketing and also teaches yoga on the side so that's my she helps me uh decompress by giving me private yoga lessons every now, and then. <laughs> now you mentioned you're in a lot of restaurants around here can you buy Sears vodka at the abc stores in richmond area yeah so we're in every abc store in richmond we're in over 300 statewide so virtually any abc store you go to throughout the state you can find us on the shelf if for whatever reason you can't just you can request it and they'll get it in on their next order so you mentioned earlier that if the batch is not up to snuff you have to what do you do just dump it no we'll generally redistill it retest it and retaste it so you don't have to waste it yeah okay that's good um on average, how many potatoes do you go through in like a month or so? We're going probably through 4,000 pounds a month. Wow. So that's four pallets, basically? Uh, right now, uh, one of our 1,000-pound bags, we dump it. It's We're getting out about four pallets per bag of potatoes, so 16 pallets. Oh, wow. That's a lot of potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> Where does Richmond get its water from? When you mentioned that, I was like, "Where?" Did it, I guess it's the James River, right? Yeah, it's it's treated James River water, so it goes through a. And I'm not an expert on this, so I don't. I don't know if I can answer it fully, but I know that it's it comes from the James River and then goes to a treatment facility and then comes out of the, out of the tap. I think Henrico's building a big um, reservoir out in I think it's in Powhatan. Okay, I've passed it several times when I float down the James up there. Um, so yeah, a lot of people get their water from the James around here. I live in Chesterfield, so we get most of our water, I guess, from uh, Swift Creek Reservoir. But oh, yeah? I've never tasted the difference between James River and Swift Creek, so I don't think I could tell the difference. <laughs> I bet you could. I might. You, you've got the tasting, uh, the tasting buds for all that stuff. Um, when you work for Coke, what is the secret recipe? <laughs> <laughs> I was merchandising and stocking shelves and... You know, I, I didn't get, I didn't make my way to the corporate office officially. I was working for one of their big bottling um, companies, Coke Consolidated. So I managed Northern Virginia and DC, and tried to keep all the CVSs and Walgreens and Rite Aid stocked. wasn't the sexiest job, but um, <laughs> learned a lot about just distribution and logistics and how to market your product on the shelf and hopefully get it to sell. Now, not to get too far off the subject of vodka, but um, you're not old enough to remember this, but what went wrong with New Coke? I mean, what were they thinking? I think they just... I kind of liked it, actually. I wasn't around to try it. I know. You're not old enough. <laughs> um, it was back in the uh, the mid-'80s, I guess, when they did that. And I remember trying it the first time. We took a, a flight from Oklahoma to South Carolina for Christmas, and I had the, my first New Coke. And it was the new can and everything. It was all It was kind of special, but it didn't last long. Gone. You can still try it at the uh, museum in Atlanta. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they've got every every variation they've ever done. Okay, that's cool. So you've probably been to most of the restaurants that carry, you know, Sirius around this area and wherever. 
do you out have them make drinks with your vodka just to test them out, see how they do? Absolutely. And generally, I try and you know, I'm not a cocktail expert, so bartenders in Richmond and anywhere you really go, it's they're passionate about being creative and, and making up recipes. So I usually just try and develop a relationship with them and then let them come up with their own creations. But one of the most popular drinks around town is that's made with Sears is probably at the Daily, and they serve it at both locations, Carytown and Short Pump and Greengate. Uh, it's a muddled berry mule, so it's blackberry and raspberry muddled with Sears, and uh, they use a really good ginger beer uh, to top it off. It's just really refreshing, and it, it's one of the best sellers around town. Gotcha. Well, the alcohol industry is always changing, and I've read many articles talking about how millennials are having a big impact, you know, drinking a lot more wine and, and probably vodka, too. How, how has that changed over the last 10 years? I think that over the last 10 years, craft spirits have been growing. So just like craft beer went through that boom, we're starting to see craft spirits rise in, in popularity, not, as, not to the extent that craft beer grew um people are still you know drinking absolute and tito's and maker's mark and a lot of the big global brands but um <clears throat> certainly craft distillers are are coming about more often and different craft brands are are growing faster than than they were um what was i going to say Re- more recently it's been the introduction of canned cocktails and seltzers that have really yeah grabbed the Millennial, I guess you would call them Gen Z. Consumer, I tried them, I didn't like them. Consumers' attention. Yeah, I'm not a big fan just because it is the. I mean, they're certainly convenient, and you can drink a lot of them because they're a little bit lower in alcohol content. But you don't get the same flavor profiles, the same freshness. It's a lot of them taste very chemically. I think the engineered. quote that I read online was, "It tastes like TV static from another room with yeah. a hint of flavor." <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much the most accurate description yeah, exactly. I heard. There's just a hint of flavor in most of them, and some <laughs> some brands are doing a really good job of you know, using real fruit juice or or developing flavor profiles that that work really really well. But I still think you can't beat a a cocktail made from scratch with real fresh juice or. Fresh citrus, fresh herbs. Um, I like Mountain Dew. You know, it just smacks yeah. you in the face exactly. you know, with flavor <laughs> and sugar. Put some vodka in that. You got to drink. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously, I got it. Um, do you guys have big plans to expand? Or are you going to keep it more of on a local scale? I'm sure every business wants to expand, but um, what are the plans there? Yeah, we want to grow within our means, and I think short term that's that's growing more in Richmond and throughout the state of Virginia because there's still so much work to be done here and um, obviously everyone, it would be nice to have you know Sears at fancy bars in New York or wherever but um, Richmond's where we make it uh, it's you know where it's our hometown we want to really establish the brand here and in the surrounding areas of, of Virginia before we get too ahead of ourselves well, you have, uh, what, four or five of those big tanks back there, and you said you're only using two right now, so you could expand a lot just yeah, with what got you've got. Yeah, we've got the capacity to grow. You've um, got, what, two guys back there bottling, and then three people labeling and sealing the bottles, yeah, I guess? Yeah, so. so our bottling crews are usually around five people. 
our distillers a chemical engineer, VCU grad, and really smart guy who's helped improve our process and overall efficiency and quality control. So as we continue to grow, product is maintaining that quality of our product is the most important thing. Absolutely, we've got to be obsessed with keeping it consistent, keeping it good, because in a blind taste test, we are generally beating a, a brand like Tito's, uh, who now makes their vodka mass production. I don't even think they make it in Austin anymore. If, if anyone from Tito's is listening to this, don't quote me on that. I might have <laughs> that um, but uh, great brand, good product, but um, now being mass produced. So the advantage of still making it um, and touching every bottle and making it on a smaller scale as you can really control the quality. Sure. Um, does it come in other sizes or you just make the one size bottle? We have a 750 bottle and then what millennials call a handle, what uh, older people would call a half gallon, mm-hmm. uh, which is a 1.75 liter. Do you have a bottle handy? I was going to look at the label. Yeah. Uh, Let's check it out. Ah, here we go. These are filled with water, so don't don't oh, try and run away. These are them. fake. <laughs> yeah, these go up on our shelf. Fake serious vodka so bottles. If anyone tries this, <laughs> if anybody ever breaks in and steals these, they'll be like, "Whoa." Okay. Yeah, these are impressive. Now you guys just changed the label on these recently, right? Yes, we went with a little more modern look. We we used to be in a Grey Goose esque frosted bottle, um, and we had a local agency, Campfire and Company, who works with a lot of restaurant lifestyle brands work with us it was a project that went on for close to a year and um we've gotten really good feedback we've doubled our sales since rebranding so it's it's been a fun it was a fun project to be involved with and i think um we've got a really great brand that's ready to continue growing it's very easy to uh, recognize because it's got a very um tan label i guess you would call that yeah uh, the- with blueprint so we order all of our bottles and labels from the U.S. I think one of the issues with our old bottle was we were getting it um, we were getting it shipped over from overseas, and so this this is um, our new package. Everything's done in the U.S. Um, and we can we have access to 100% U.S. made. Yeah, potatoes and everything. That's good. So we've had some uh, changes during the pandemic with delivery and how alcohol is being served and whatnot. How has that affected you? ABC was was really quick to jump on this right uh, right after the first shutdown. They passed a law allowing local distilleries to deliver. Mm-hmm. So Virginia is a control state, which means that you can only buy liquor, you can only buy spirits at an ABC store, and. Which normally you would find by a food line at a Chinese restaurant. Exactly. <laughs> if, you ever, if, you're, if you're looking for one in Virginia, that's exactly. where they are. Yeah. Um, so when coronavirus shut the, I guess you would, when the first shutdown happened, um, Virginia passed a law allowing local distiller, distilleries to deliver, which meant that we could take product from our distillery, move it into our tasting room, and deliver it direct to consumer. So... If you ordered a bottle out in Chesterfield, um, that's where I live. Instead of yeah, instead of yeah, what's your address? Um, <laughs> I'll give it to you after the show. Instead of um, having to go to the, to drive to get to the ABC store now, for the first time ever, you could get a bottle of vodka delivered to your door. Is this like Uber alcohol, or who do you? Essentially, call? I mean, there's procedures and guidelines in place. You have to, you know, 
there's procedures we had to develop to check IDs and to get signage at the door and properly label our, label the boxes we were delivering in. But, I mean, it was a huge opportunity for us, and we really jumped on it. And thankfully, a lot of the people that were ordering shared our service with their friends, shared it on social media. And for two months in April and May, we were, I mean, I was driving 50 to 100 miles a day uh, delivering vodka all over Richmond. Okay. <laughs> Just one bottle at a time? Yeah. And That's how you make friends. It, it slowed down a little bit, but we're going to continue offering the service we deliver within a 30-mile radius of our distillery. So that gets gets me out to Chesterfield. It gets me out to, um, you know, Mechanicsville. We, we go... Chester. Based, yeah. yeah. Whole area. Well, there's no excuse not to have Sears Vodka on your uh, home bar then. You could just no excuse. Call Tom up and say, Tom, bring me some <laughs> yeah. vodka. We also offer to-go cocktails, um, different mixers. We've got, we try and use local products as much as possible. We've got like a local lavender syrup, uh, local soda water brand, Navy Hill. Uh, like I said, different to-go cocktails and hats, usually cups. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you don't want to head out after work on Friday and you're feeling lazy, just place an order before 5 p.m. Same, same day. <laughs> that's yeah. That's the other thing is. We're one of the only uh, distilleries in Virginia that's doing same-day delivery, and it's it's been a lot of work, but we want to, you know, we decided if we're going to offer the service, we're going to do it, um, we're going to make it exceptional, and so the same-day delivery has been a big draw for consumers. Well, Tom, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. I've Thank got a bottle at home. I haven't cracked it open yet, but I will probably uh, this weekend. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me on, and uh, come back and see us. We're... Uh, Looking forward to getting reopened uh, on the inside. We're renovating, but looking forward to having people on our patio. And love to have you down here. All right, check out Sirius Vodka. It is JP approved.